Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A ginger happy trail, are you joking? There's uh, up where they walk, up where they run, up where they sit on my face in the sun, bitch. Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It's me, Eric Williams, and why does it feel like it's been a calendar year? I literally skipped one week, but it feels like it's been Girls 5 ever, if you will. I watched two episodes. Um, I will say that this week we have Mike Patterson on the podcast, a friend of mine and an editor who worked on the now controversial gay rom-com bros. So excited to have him on. It also happens today to be my wedding anniversary. Can you believe? Uh, three years married, nine years together, and we're celebrating it by going to couples therapy. I like only half joking. I fucking love couples therapy. I mean, it's like no surprise that therapy is my number one. And I just, we, it's, it's been so great. It's so great. We're also going to Palm Springs this weekend for a little celebration. Cannot wait for slutty posts to show up on my story from that. Uh, but speaking of anniversaries, Mike this week is also married to a man. And just like my husband, his husband is just really fucking hot. And so we do answer the question, how to land a hot husband. Or at least Mike tells us how he met his. Um, I will say that we chatted so much that I forgot to ask the podcast question till about, you know, 28 minutes in. So... <laughs> It does come up, I promise. I also need to tell you that part of the reason why last week was so crazy is because I traveled to New York, I was in Chicago, I was in Austin, and in Chicago I saw a past guest, Caleb Gossett, met him IRL for the first time, was so nice, and one of the hotties who sent in a merch pick in his underwear, Adam, he, I met him and his boyfriend Aaron in Chicago, we had so much fucking fun. So it's just, I don't know, meeting meeting listeners in person is so good. And to flirt with them actually in the world is just a feeling I can't describe. Uh, speaking of traveling, I did meet a woman on a plane who saw my character actress sweatshirt. If you saw my Instagram story, she asked if she could buy it for her child. And once I put that on Instagram, a lot of people said that they would buy it. So asking you shall receive mamas, dadas, parents, dadas, uh, that'll be up soon. And I can't wait to see 
10-day-old people claiming the title of character actress. So let's get into this episode with Mike Patterson. If you don't follow the podcast, it's at Gay Ass Podcast. Get your merch at gayasspodcast.com. And I hope you enjoy this lovely episode, and I'm so happy to be back. I love y'all. Mike Patterson. You know what? This is a historic first for Gay Ass Podcast. I have never had a podcast guest on who I've been uh, drinking and partying with 12 hours before we recorded. <laughs> or wait, is it like 20 hours? But still, Mike, I saw you yesterday. How have you been? I've, I've been good. I've been good. Um, I'm a little little hungover. Um, it was a crazy weekend. Um, I agree. Well, I, I it was crazy for me only because I drank for the first time in about a decade. But it was crazy for you because you had about 15 huge projects. Be premiered <laughs> in the world. Come on, Mike. He is uh, working on obviously a little indie film called Bros. You have an incredible short film on Hulu that I watched that I'm obsessed with, and now you're on. That's a gay ass podcast. What do you think is the most important one of all three of those? I think it's gay ass podcast for sure, and that is correct. Great <laughs> answer. Um, thank you for coming on this podcast. I'm so I'm so happy you're here. Are you kidding? I was so excited when you uh, emailed me. It was funny you emailed me after we went to bros on friday night <laughs> i was and like, then i i was very drunk and a little stoned during our screening of bros because it was very celebratory for me at that point um and you emailed me kind of like as i was still at the bars friday night <laughs> saturday morning and i just wrote back like yes of course and then i woke up i was like did i dream that like did oh. <laughs> no mike baby it's all real that was all real i have to say i was in my own high um i was in a daze from like glowing from the movie and i i feel like it sounds like i'm just like sucking your dick because i i'm like you're on the podcast i genuinely was like moved by that movie and i to give you my bts i i was going back to the car after seeing it i definitely had been on an edible and just like also love the movie so it was a beautiful night and then on the way back i think i was talking to matt i was like i need to have mike on the podcast i need to talk about this movie i need to like it's just it it, i was trying to tell matt why it meant so much to me because matt loved it but i think i don't know if it's because it's the jay the gay judaism of it all Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like Billy being told, his character being told that he is too much. He has to tone it down of it all. Like there was something about the movie that just, I said to you, it felt so horrifically personal. Yeah. Um, so I'm so happy you're here. And I also just want to say Mazel Tov for being a star that is, you're working on such incredible projects. Thank you. That that, that means a lot. Um, I really love the movie too. Um, and so it's nice to, yeah, go ahead. Well, I want to, I want to just say like, we need to talk about why I want to tell you like v- genuinely why I love the movie so much. Yeah. And then, of course, we're going to get into some of the discourse, but like it, uh, but then we're <laughs> going we to keep things trucking along because okay. I, I'm fucking so tired already of Twitter.com. It's mm. like fucking stick a, I, w- I would rather sit on a knife than open Twitter right now. Wait, I'm is just, something going on on Twitter? I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't been on today. Um, well, people are really upset about what um, Gwyneth Paltrow said. No, I'm kidding. It's oh like, God. Uh, <laughs> no, I actually haven't been on. So I was like, wait, did she say something like, no, oh, shit. I honestly wish I wish she had. <laughs> (laughs) comment about apple versus the dumb stuff we're seeing um but okay let me give can i i'm just going to give you my now my unplanned monologue for why i love the movie so much okay the movie not only 
is, of course, very queer. Mm -hmm. But the movie speaks to uh, the importance of honoring our history and also of uh, everyone's varied experience. And be and I and I think it also I think some of the flack that people thought at first was like, okay, two cis white gays and like the bros of it all. But I think what's so great about the movie is that it actually examines why i forget the character's name but why the bro the bro what's his name aaron luke you're talking about luke's character or well I'm bobby about luke's yeah okay luke's character yeah. so like aaron why he like why he is only into the high school jock why he is only into the straight presenting boo 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 and like i really think it like it dives into that and then like i said just like billy's character of being a loud jew who if I may not quote the movie perfectly, but, but like the, the part where he said he is not confident basically because by choice, but because he has to. He has to be confident because there's no one else going to do it for him. Mm-hmm. He has to... He has to put himself into the world because no one else is going to do it and it's like creating that space for himself and that's been my true story like the last one or two years of my life that's been a huge theme and i think this podcast is a literal example of faking my way through the confidence to get to where the podcast is now which is like having actual people who listen that's so amazing and then like as i'm hoping continues to like you know great things to come so like it's all very true and spoke to me, and it's also fucking hilarious. No, and no. Um, I think beyond all that, the Deborah Messing cameo <sighs> makes it a canon film. So what, that's why I loved it. What a star, right? That that scene tested so well every single time, but like it's also just such a revelation because like she's never been in something R-rated and dropping yes. F-bombs, multiple F-bombs, and just like Man, like, I was like, where's her hard R, like, where's her train wreck? I want to see that, you know, like, give her, give her that vehicle. She needs that vehicle because I think it's a little full circle. I think Will and Grace for me was uh, a little bit of what bros did today by that, like, to me, Will and Grace was like actually giving humor about things that were like quite controversial at the time yeah. i mean like i remember there was like just jokes about like all the fucking that jack was doing and will was doing and it's and like i feel like there was even like a steam room reference and i was just like okay that sounds fun i'm years away from being able to be open about that but like i feel like to your point deborah messing needs her r-rated yeah moment we gotta I don't get, know what it is yeah i don't know what it is either but she's just she's so fun and like i think the movie also kind of picks up there i mean the movie starts right and it just really the pacing of it i think not to like toot our horn but like toot it it just like it just moves right and then it like moves. by the time you get to deborah messing that's the first sort of like drop of the roller coaster where you're just like <laughs> oh this is this is a rot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, can you, t- can you tell, like, I know, sure. so you were an assistant editor on the movie, yes. correct? Yep. Second so assistant. Then, yeah. So what's the, um, tell me the journey of like where you were when you found out you were going to be on the movie and like the actual experience of working on it. Like what was your, your, your role? Sure. So, um, I found out I was going to work on the movie, um, in December, the week I, uh, contracted COVID for the first time. Sure. Um, sure. and so like, I was probably like the shittiest week of my life at that point because it was Christmas. You know, my husband's Jewish and Hanukkah was earlier that December. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we had already gotten that out of the way. And then I got COVID the week of Christmas. And I had to. When it comes time to celebrate Christ, yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> it was more like, I mean, because I'm not, like, I'm agnostic, maybe an atheist. It depends on my mood. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's more about like, I had to be alone on Christmas. Like, yeah, no, that fucking sucks. Even as a big old Jew, I'm like, I would not want to be alone on Christmas. And I grew up being alone with my family, which is even worse than being <laughs> by myself. That was a joke. I like my family. But like, no, that, that, no, I, I validate your experience. So, yeah. so you got COVID week of Christmas. Go on. Yeah. So depressed, you know, um, couldn't even have the cats in the room because I was paranoid I would give them COVID and <sighs> that would be a whole thing. So like, very sad, very sad. But then I get a text from an editor I worked with on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, um, who's been, his name's David Dean. He, he received an additional editor credit on Bros. Um, he had told me when we were working on Zoe's Christmas together, I was like, what's your next project? And he's like, Oh, I'm going to Bros. And my eyes lit up and I was like, do you need an assistant? He's like, they're already shooting. Like they've already got their assistants. I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, well, you know, if anything ever happened. So then like December 26th, he texts me. He's like, Hey, do you want to work on bros next week? And I was like, are you fucking? And like, again, COVID like <laughs> still just like at my worst. And I was like, yes. He's like, okay, it starts like January 2nd. And so I was like, okay. I was like, but I have I like, you know, I'm still testing positive, like all that stuff. And like, by the time I had started on bros, I was within, they were still doing 10 days at that point, mm-hmm. And I like just changed it to five, like, right around but basically i got a doctor's note because universal required testing which thankfully Mm -hmm. they did and we wore masks every single day despite being um pcr tested every week but like it was pretty nerve-wracking because i was like here's this big movie that as soon as the deadline article came out announcing it i was excited for yeah i get to work on and i was like if covid prevents me from working on this movie I'm going to scream at people for not wearing masks in Oh my god, you You know what I mean? My my toxic trait is that I would rather my wedding get canceled than lose out on working on a game. Like (laughs) I don't know if that means my priorities are fucked, but like I can only imagine like my neurotic brain would have lost it if I thought that the COVID was gonna ruin the chance of me working on a like this historic A rom. Yeah, yeah. So thankfully it all worked out. There was a really funny moment though where um like we tested every week, like I told you. And um, actually, let me back up a little bit. So I was brought in because they needed um, they needed another assistant to just screen dailies with Billy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a, a first assistant editor, um, ha- he juggles, they usually juggle a lot of different uh, roles on a mm-hmm. feature. I'm used to working in television where I'm usually the only assistant and I'm just paired with my editor and we... Uh, alternate episodes with the other teams of editors and assistant editors. A first assistant on a, on a feature is like a manager. And then like, I was reporting to uh, Chris Talson, who was my first assistant on bros. And so they brought me in just to do that. And it was supposed to be for three weeks, but then of course, like Billy and I hit it off. He was really excited that um, I was gay and that I was in post, um, which, you know, I told him, I was like, it's kind of rare. Um, I, I, I've mostly always been with like maybe one other exception. I've usually been the only gay person 
impost. Um, I was that's actually so interesting of yeah. like the stereotypes of every field of like the type of people that go into it. So yeah. like like what well, isn't there always a joke that it's like always like female nurses or like maybe a gay nurse every now and again. Yeah. If you're if you're lucky. Yeah. Flight flight attendants are uh-huh. gay men. <laughs> um firefighters are straight men. Right. Um teachers are straight women. Right. Um so you're telling me that post the stereotype is a straight men? I wouldn't say it's a stereotype. Uh but what I would say cuz I've I've on my journey with with bros, I've started reaching out to more uh, gay people in post. We all exist. We just, like, it's rare that, like, we all get on the same project together is really mm-hmm. what I meant by that. Um, and so he was elated to have me. Um, he really respected my opinion. I joked with him. I was like, you know, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I'm going to have good taste. Like, he's <laughs> like, you. I was like, you might hate me by the end of this. He's like, no, 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 no. Um, and then I, ex- I, I ended up staying on for, like, six months. Um, so it went from three week gig to, oh my God. Yeah. It was an incredible experience, like, and a once in a lifetime thing. Nicholas Stoller was also, uh, who directed it was very open to my feedback. Um, it was very encouraging. It was just really like a wonderful experience. Uh, Are there any moments from the movie that you look back on when like it clicked and while you were watching it all come together, that was just like, is there any, is there parts of the movie that you just, it's like one of your favorites? Well, can I, I'll tell you this. So when I, so I came on, right. And they had already, they'd been done shooting. They were well into their director's cut. So the movie, the version I saw was like probably two hours and 30 minutes. And that was like with mostly everything that they wrote. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, they were trying to cut stuff for time, obviously. We got it down to an hour and 55. Um, and they showed me, actually, the Kristen Chenoweth scene. Because it wasn't in the movie when I joined. Like, oh. they, they, had, they had obviously roughed it together. And, like, you know, they were just looking for things. And they were like, they just had her voice at first being like, please welcome Bobby Lieber. Under, like, mm-hmm. the, the graphic, right? And, like, I was like that voice sounds familiar. And they're like, Oh, well we had Kristen, but we, we, you know, we're trying to find things to lift. And I was like, can I see it? And she walks out on that, onto that stage <laughs> in that rainbow peacock dress with the Stonewall riots hat on her head. And I lost my mind. I, I started cackling and like <laughs> wiping away tears because I saw it. And I was immediately like, my friends and I are obsessed with Kristen Chenoweth. She's a gay icon. We, you know, and then like the Stonewall hat was also just really fucking funny. And they all looked at each other and they're like, well, I guess we have to put that back in. Cause I had such a, I had such a reaction to it that they said, this faggot's weeping over here. (laughs) I mean, listen, I want to publicly apologize for bringing up one of Kristen Chenoweth's missteps, which was doing some weird documentary where she was talking about the, the girls, the girl camp she went to where she could have been murdered, but wasn't. I did give her some public sass about that, but I want to say that all I do not for a second have any negativity to say about Kristen Chenoweth. What a fucking, I mean, come on. <laughs> the OG Glinda. Yes. What is, what, wait, what was your entree to Kristen Chenoweth? Why do we love her so much? Um, I mean, probably through Wicked was my first introduction to Kristen Chenoweth. And then, of course, Glee. Um, sure. <laughs> I say begrudgingly. I mean, it's like, is that cool to say? I, I love GCD. Glee. 
Oh, GCB, Good Christian Bitches, mm-hmm. or as um, one of my favorite uh, people who is doing Titanic in New York right now, Marla Mandel. Uh-huh. I still remember a tweet of hers. She probably will think this is insane. Um, she doesn't know me, to be very clear. But if I were to uh, message her, the, I remember one of her tweets from like 2014. She said GCB, which stands for Go Kill Borself. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. Um, but, Chris, but Kristen Chenoweth, I think, is like one of those people that has had such long-standing yeah. cultural moments that it's like she she is an icon, she is a legend, she is the moment, and I and I'm so glad that she stayed in Bros. Yes, uh, yeah, and I'm like I like pat myself on the back because opening night when we went, one of my friends who I knew immediately, I was like, he's gonna scream, and he screamed <laughs> the second she walked on stage. And I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a, what's it called? A, a, a feather in your cap. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yankee Doodle Dandy. I don't, what are we? Bitch. Do- Yankee Doodle Dandy, bitch. That's the episode <laughs> title. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that that is very important yeah. for cinema to have Kristen Chenow as much as possible. Yes. Um, I do, I do want to. <sighs> Just like because we have to get it out of the way, the the thing that the discourse to me that's so frustrating is that what I wish if if I could write the story of history right now, it's just that the movie would come out, we would we would it would be universally loved, which I think every person that sees it for the most part is obsessed with it, absolutely. Uh, and then and then we move and then that's period. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's period. Whereas I feel like right now a lot of the discourse is just like. Of course, disappointment about the the box office. Sure. But then it's like, and, and then why Twitter is so insufferable right now is, well, why is the box office not what it is? Who? It's like I let me read a quote from a magazine that I've never read before, but I've been reading everything I can about it just because I Playboy. Uh, it's called Playboy. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> it's called, and the quote is tit 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 pussy pussy pussy. <laughs> Titty big pussy pussy. Um, no, the quote is from it's from Extra Magazine, and it says, Bros is, quote, the first of its kind, and it's fucking funny. That should be reason enough to let these big studios know that it definitely shouldn't be the last. Yeah. Period. period. I think that should be the discourse, period. The movie is good. We need more queer films. Period, period, period. Um, so uh, I guess, like, I just needed to say that. But, like, is there... <sighs> What do you want to say about it, Mike? I what do I want to say about it? Um, I think I worked on the movie from January, left it in May, uh, went from like watching it every single day, right, to like not watching it at all, um, and then being just like so excited for it to come out because like every day I worked on it, I was just like, I can't wait for gay people to see this. I can't wait for, mm. for my friends to see it. Um, mm. I can't wait for my family to see it. Um, my mom uh sent me a really cute photo of her uh in front of the poster yesterday um which is just and she's like i laughed and i cried all the way through and it's like there's a line in the movie right where it's like tina his friend is like um all you gay guys are so hung up like everybody in uh his class is non-binary now and he's like well we had aids they had glee right and it's like i think we forget um It also, you touched on something earlier that I really love about the movie is we do acknowledge the history. We're very Mm -hmm. um, respectful of the people who have come before us. Yeah. There's a moment in the movie where Aaron is left alone in the Legends Pavilion and he looks in the reflection and he sees himself. And then we do this montage 
of famous queer people. Oh my god! I and it builds and moment. builds and builds, and then yes. it stops on him, and it's like, Aaron, what are you doing with your life? Uh-huh. Um, obviously, you can't put that in the trailer because, like, of course, would that would that maybe make people go see the movie that were like, well, you know, Billy Eichner's a little polarizing, and I don't really like Queen. That's too straight. I don't know. Uh-huh. But it's such an affecting moment in the movie. It's it's one of my personal favorites because I always think about like sometimes I get a little down on myself of where I am in my career, which please hold let me let me get through this. Hold on. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like not exactly where I want to be yet, right? But I'm like, I'm making my way. I'm 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 forging my own path. And that moment always speaks to me because I get a little like, oh, what I'm doing here is important. Mm-hmm. I'm a queer storyteller and I get to help tell this queer story for the masses like outside of the birdcage which had nathan lane in it that opened at number one right Mm -hmm. i think it's still a huge achievement bros opened at number four i don't i really i i know we were talking about disappointing box office did i want it to be number one of course because i'm competitive (laughs) was it going to be i guess not and it didn't that's okay because and that can't tarnish the 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 weight that it has on i mean the fact that your mom sent a picture of her seeing it and not only did she love it but like you now know that she has seen that montage of our queer history and she's also seen so much about the queer experience and i think what you're also saying about your career stuff about it is it's actually like it's so relatable i mean Mm. no matter it's i talk about it in therapy all the fucking time (laughs) yeah It's it's like about you know we are always telling ourselves that we're not doing enough, especially creative people. And I think that I, I, it's just I'm I'm so happy to be able to witness you seeing what an incredible moment this is, yeah. and like to celebrate it on this podcast, and like and, and like to be able to see it with you in a full group of gays. Yeah. a few days ago was so special for me, and like yeah. I didn't even wasn't even a part of making it. So I just I think it is. I think what you said is a very, very beautiful point that no matter what quote-unquote disappointments people are talking about, the fact that this movie was A, made, B, seen by so many people, and I I was talking to my own family about it. I mean, I don't think my mom knows a a bunch about Marsha P. Johnson. I don't think that. I I, I think that they probably don't know about poppers. They don't know about like any, like any fucking thing. It's just like it. We do forget that when you're surrounded by queer people a lot, which I'm so happy to be uh, in this Los Angeles life of mine. Occasionally. 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 I'm happy to be. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, every community has their downfalls. Mm -hmm. What is your, Mike, what is your least favorite uh, thing about gay people? Um, God, Uh, just that we, we have such a chip on our shoulder. I'm guilty of this too. We have to be right. We always have to be Uh, right. We, we all have our walls built up because we've mm -hmm. grown up protecting ourselves, hiding ourselves. Mm. And I'm I'm so guilty of this. It's like one of the things I work on all the time. I just need to be kinder with myself and kinder to other people that I'm working with because yeah. I have such high expectations for myself mm. that I oftentimes react to somebody who does something maybe that's subpar in a way that is so decimating, right? That when I fail, I make mistakes. I'm so hard on myself because I'm like, yeah. I have this, I have this standard that I, I've unknowingly 
had to meet every day of my life. Yes. And then you think that if you fail, then the world is going to end. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and the, yeah, very relatable. Yeah. I think my least favorite thing <laughs> is, um, and then I just, I just say one queer person I don't like. Um, I think that my least favorite thing about queer people is beyond the fact that people think that in like queer alt culture art movies that if they don't see themselves in it then it's bad that's like that's i don't think it's number one that is one that i am frustrated by yeah i think for me it's um a body image stuff i wish that there was more mm. I wish there was more um or i will say less of a need for everyone to feel like they need to have a certain type of body and of course it's gotten better but i think that and maybe i'm more sensitive to it because now i'm living in la which is very hyper focused on how people look of course I wish there was a little less of that. Um, but speaking of people looking good, <laughs> I want to talk about your hot husband. Um, <laughs> okay. I Me think too. That, who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't? Mike's husband, Ben, is just not only a mensch, <laughs> uh, uh, but also just so handsome. I want to talk about, we are both in the gay married club. Sure. If someone wants to land a hot husband, like you and I both have hot husbands, Mike, w- what's the way? How did you land your hot husband? Dude, I don't fucking know. Um, so not to name drop, um, but I, I also work with Trixie Mattel and um, she, during the pandemic, she and I were doing videos together um, where she would bike down to my, to our house in West Adams from Hollywood with a hard drive of shit she just shot in her house and was like, here you go. And like, that was like 20, the summer of 2020. And like, mm-hmm. she comes over, she meets Ben, she looks at our backyard, which he gardens. He built like this... Um, I don't even know what to call it, but uh, some sort of like beautiful structure. And uh, she was like, so he gardens, he cooks, he grows vegetables. He does all this. What do you bring to the relationship? And I was like, drag me. I don't know. Um, He always says, he always says, I make, I make him laugh. And that's true. Um, and I think that's very Wait, important, but I'm like, I think you're describing our, my marriage too. <laughs> I think Matt does everything. And then I, and I make him laugh some of the time. I guess it goes a long way. I fucking better. We're, we're what people are called personality hires. <laughs> I feel like I've heard, I've heard this recently. Like there are people at companies that like don't really know how to do much with the personality hire. I think I'm a personality hire in my marriage. Although there is something to be said for being able to be funny. And also like, I would say that maybe we are. I mean, Ben is very outgoing and, and sociable. I think we yeah. are maybe a little more of the extroverted ones in the marriage. You think maybe? I'm the extrovert? No. You think Ben is? Are you more of the extrovert? No, I'm the introvert. Oh, I'm no, I'm for sure the introvert. I'm an editor. I work in post, of course. We sit in like dark caves all day. But I feel like when I see you out and about that you are so so lively and, <laughs> and good to talk to. People, you. people always tell me that, that they're like, you're not shy. And I'm like, you know me now. Like... Oh, know me, know me Malone. Uh, <laughs> you know girls. me Malone now. Um, but no, it's like, you know me now. I feel comfortable around you. I can be my authentic self. But oh. like, I, I'm i very shy when I'm meeting new people. I am usually so nervous, I forget everybody's name immediately. Oh, I and, then I, and then I find it really rude when somebody forgets my name. And then I'm like, but I do it all the time. So like... Oh, I do it. I mean, I have to repeat it like I'm a fuck, like learning a second language. I'm like, like I literally was yesterday when I was in Weha. There was a really cute guy that walked down the street, and someone that I was with was like, "Oh, I wonder what his deal is." And I was enough of 
you know, under an influence of it was actually alcohol, which I am not. I all this to say, I went up to him and I was like, "Is your name Scout?" Whatever the fuck I said, and he was <laughs> like, "He was like, no." Uh, but guess again, and then like he was game. So the next thing I know, I'm going downtown to Brown Town to tell ask his what his name was um and i forgot why i'm telling you the story i'm like what the fuck oh it's about names and so then once we finally got his name which was connor oh um i said i said connor eric eric connor 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 i had to say it so many times that's the literal only reason i remember it remember it and um i think that i have adhd i always think of anna ferris in the house bunny when she's like and i'm like should i start doing that and then i'm like no like you'll attract some bear who like loves to be growled out by the way when you were when you were saying when you were telling that story you were like you guessed scout i was like i hope his name was scott like and he just made you he's like you're so close you're so close (laughs) no i was like i really love to kill a mockingbird yeah I'm speaking of To Kill a Mockingbird, which did not make me gay. I want to ask you the famous <laughs> podcast question, Mike Patterson. Whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? It's probably my mom. Um, you <laughs> sure, know, sure, 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 because sure. not because like she was a helicopter mom, you oh. know, my best friend or anything like that. But um, those are also true. Uh she um exposed me to a lot of like just unintentional queer things as a kid. Um I guess the story goes that like in daycare I was always fighting, like physically like and not like not aggressively but like play fighting just like and they were like the teachers were concerned. They're like what is he watching? And she's like, "Oh, he's watching like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles." They're like, "You should maybe like show him some Disney movies." And so she took me to see The Little Mermaid and I was like, <laughs> yep. I, like, I immediately identified with Ariel. Um, oh my god. This is so good. Because I think you, you're you almost, in a way, like, <laughs> proving the worst fears of so many people. <laughs> but I'm obsessed that you are. Because the second you stopped watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you're like, I want to be a gay mermaid. Yeah. To be clear, I still watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but... This was and like you my. Still, this was my. Uh, from what I know, you still like wrestling to this day. I do like wrestling. Yes, but so it you can't change. It doesn't. It didn't change who you were. No, no, definitely not. No, but so like you know, I immediately identified with Ariel. Eric looks. Prince Eric looks exactly like Ben. Would you agree or disagree? Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. So like, I would say Ben fortunately has a little more hair in his chest. But besides that, yes. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Um. Yeah, and then like of course, Divine was the model for Ursula. Mm-hmm. And I love drag queens. So it's like all these things that were just introduced to me. So do you think you wanted to be Ariel and you wanted to sleep with Eric? Well, yeah. Um, I, I, Well, can I tell you this? So I saw The Little Mermaid when I was very young. And my grandmother grew up on Catalina Island. So her cousin, they still own the house on Catalina Island. So we would go every summer to Catalina. And like I was like, oh, the ocean. Oh, I love to be in the ocean. I must be a mermaid. I like crafted this whole backstory, Eric, that I was adopted by my parents because I washed ashore oh. as a little merbaby. <laughs> a merbaby on the shore. You're like you're like the gay mermaid Jesus. Oh yeah. Mo- oh. No, Mo. You're the gay. Je- you're the gay mermaid Moses. Moses like yes. he was found in a basket. Yes. Um. You know what's funny is that I think the Little Mermaid. Gave me an existential crisis because oh. his name being Prince Eric sure. was already like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But I also think that 
we all just wanted to have a seashell bra in the water. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that part of your aerial affection was as a redheaded person? Well, I was very blonde as a baby, which oh. I know, like, the joke is, like, white people love to tell you how blonde they were when they were younger. It's <laughs> true, though. I was bleach blonde, and then, like, I suddenly got red as i grew up and thank Interesting. god yeah i mean we love we I love, love a ginger red. i love a ginger so i'm very happy to be somewhat associated but i think you are so that's because you know what's funny is that my matt i think he was blonde as a kid really and, yeah i know shocking i i was always dark jew through and through yeah. i mean right. i never had a blonde hair on my body except when i put a wig on but like <laughs> i don't like that as a kid people would make fun of redheaded people i yeah. think that that was it's so so stupid because yeah. i think as adults isn't there haven't you seen there's like a ginger lover like a gay calendar of like all hot like ginger gay guys no i've never seen that i <laughs> don't cover up his that calendar. instagram page i don't know How what could you you're not? talking about I mean, a ginger happy trail? Are you joking? There's uh, up where they walk, up where they run, up where they sit on my face in the sun, bitch. So you're also triggering. Um, so I do. You brought up wrestling. I do. I do watch professional wrestling. Um, I I love the women more than I love the men's matches. Okay, but there is this ginger otter uh, <sighs> wrestler named Sami Zayn, and he's an ally. He's French Canadian, he's Muslim, and he is one of the best professional wrestlers probably on the planet. Um, Does ally mean that he would allow you to suck his dick? Oh, you know, consent is sexy, and I don't want to. I don't want to push anything onto him, but but he can push something. I think onto he's married you. to a woman, so like I, you know, and I want to just be respectful of that marriage because I don't know. And we are going to respect his marriage as I look at pictures of it and I zoom. But, on um, no, he once he once confronted a fan who called him a faggot and he was like <gasps> you homophobic piece of trash get him out of here to security and he and it went viral and it was like yes king um that is what we need yes. straight men to stand up for yeah. if, even if wow yeah, but he's yeah. like but so he's this ginger otter he used to have like a a twinkier body he's gotten a little cubbier since but just like smoking um mm. yeah is that your number one ginger is that your number one uh celeb ginger it's easily the one that comes to mind the, the quickest yes yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know yeah. if i have any i don't know if i have any off the top of my head i mean if i see a ginger a strawberry blonde like it's it's already it's over check, check. hey and speaking of speaking of redheads deborah messing full deborah circle messing, full circle yeah um, but yeah, oh, and also full circle. My mom then introduced me to I Love Lucy and Bewitched. <gasps> what is up with all these And I Dream of Jeannie. I know. Oh my God. But she was like, oh, I used to love these shows growing up. So I'm going to show Michael these shows. And it's like where I got my comedy from. Like, I, I think mm. like I'm quick because like, what six-year-old was watching I Love Lucy with their mother at Nick at Night? Ugh. You know what I mean? I mean, it's pro- mostly just gay kids. Yeah. I, I, it's funny that you say that because I, one of my fondest memories from like a tough time of growing up 
closeted in the midwest was watching sex in the city with my mom like i knew at the time that our boundaryless relationship wasn't exactly the healthiest but i also knew that being on my parents bed and like a new sex in the city would come out and then we would you know watch (laughs) samantha get railed that week yeah there was something weirdly bonding about it because i think knowing that i was watching this and my mom was not judging me or making me feel bad about it but like it was it became kind of a fun tradition it it made me i think it gave me a glimpse into what i wanted my future to be like which Mm -hmm. is like fawning over samantha jones with uh, surrounded by gays or women and in that case that woman was my mom and i fucking i just i i look back on that so fondly i i sex in the city i would say in a way turned me gay because of like steve's ass i mean talk about a beautiful hairy body yep have we talked about um mark Furstein's uh stint on sex in the city oh my god who i saw recently irl in la i think you i think this was you that i dm'd about because i was like i was so mad he was only on for one episode and he was bad in bed i was like and like steve is gorgeous i love steve also but i was like mark Furstein, geez well it clearly (sighs) you're into jews which i love yeah yeah, Harry Jews. Yep. <laughs> okay, you and Matt. You and Matt need to start a, a Harry Jew, a gay Harry Jew fan club. I'm sure there's um, already one we could find, but yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I wish there. I hope there's a catchy name for it. In fact, Matt and I were at uh, Akbar all of a week and a half ago, and a very handsome nerdy Jew walked in, and I said to Matt, "Matt, you're going to be so into this guy." And Matt said an immediate yes, and within four and a half seconds, I was talking to him, um, <laughs> and he was confirmed very handsome very sweet and the rest is her a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Huh. Um, so, do you, as uh, someone married, I need to ask this because... Yeah. As someone who is the Jew married to the non-Jew, what is your relationship to, like... 
the Jewish holidays, like, like, do you enjoy those traditions? Um, how does it feel to be like on the, uh, if I might quote Jeremy Hansen, on the outside, sometimes looking in? <laughs> do you? Do, what is it like to be married to a Jew? Um, well, I love it. First off, uh, I think I think what's interesting is that I have such a. I was raised Catholic. And I have a very tumultuous relationship with organized religion. I think mm-hmm. a lot of gay people do. Wow, groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. But um, Judaism has always been just sort of like very welcoming to me. And like I didn't convert. There was no pressure for me to convert. You know, my um, my sister-in-law, his sister, is a rabbi and she married <gasps> us. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. She married Shut us. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. You know how my, my heart is now like expanding in my chest? That is so fucking yeah. sweet. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And her one condition was like, you don't have to convert. She's like, but if and when you guys have kids, they have to be raised Jewish. And I was like, yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, like, will I have an opinion on certain things maybe? But like, I, I think I want to afford my child the opportunity to try something and if they don't like it you know they can of course when they're adults figure that up for themselves but exactly um, and also i think a lot of what it boils down to and like the the way that the reason why i want to raise my kids at least culturally jewish Mm -hmm. and not like doing doing some of the stuff is like because there is such a welcoming sense of community and like especially i don't do what kind of rabbi is your sister-in-law do you know if she's reform conservative or what kind of like i imagine she's reform because she's a woman right (laughs) i think that's a good point i do think that like i grew up conservative okay and i think that like it's become uh, conservative judaism has become more welcoming to uh, no i think it's like like we had a female rabbi and like i think gay it's really you know god this is really like hot button because it's really agreeing with your point about that organized religion can be sometimes just a really really fucked up but the the welcomingness of being jewish is what is why i actually love the tradition still but of course it's so fucked up if you're not allowed to be married anywhere because you're gay i mean like that's just a whole other conversation yeah I will say that, like, I do want my kids to, like, be able to have a yummy challah French toast on a Saturday. Sure. Just call it a fucking day. Yeah. Like, you know, like, th- those types of things. But I, 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 I think that's so amazing that your sister-in-law married you and, like... Yeah. And, and you... I, I want to, like, publicly also say how grateful I am to people like you and Matt who are, like, you know, married to people who grew up with these traditions and it's not yours and you grew up in a very different uh, yeah. way. But you, you're able to be there for your partner in a way that is still honoring your own values and desires while also honoring theirs. And I think you, that is, you are doing, if I may say, the Lord's work. Oh, thanks. I don't know if, I, don't, I mean, let's not applaud a fish for swimming. I just think it's being respectful, right? It's like, um, I think my biggest hang up with organized religion, right? It's specific, specifically with like really crazy Christian, like mm-hmm. all right, you know, oh, yeah. people is that they're hypocrites, and if you believe in this, like you have to believe in everything and I want to respect that. And like yeah. Ben very clearly believes in like all of that and loves the traditions. And it's like, well, I'm going to be respectful of that. And um, you're going to come over for a Passover Seder. Yeah. Gorgeous yeah. meal. We got to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Speaking of tradition, yeah. I want to ask you another podcast question, okay. which is if the world was ending, you could only save one character actress. Mike, who would you save? I mean, I would have to save Amy Sedaris. Um, oh. I love her. I think we, we, I questioned, I was like, is she a character actress? But like, 
I mean, Jerry Blank is just oh, a marvel. God. Her at home with Amy Sedaris, like, yes, clan of characters. Like, she's just, she's incredible. I'm going to uh, 100% agree and put this on the record that one of my dream guests who did at home with Amy Sedaris, Cola Scola. Oh, yeah, I, sure. I'm, you know, dying to have Cole on the podcast. But Amy, I think I, my mind was blown. And I, this happened years ago. But when I found out that Amy and David Sedaris were siblings and like, and like, and how genius they both are, I cannot believe whatever the fuck their parents did. Something was right because I've read (laughs) all of David Sedaris's books. There's something about his sense of humor Mm -hmm. that I'm obsessed with. And Amy is like, did, what is she, did she, was her Billy on the street? Was it a recent one, or did she just do it during the original? Because I watched her. I was like, went to a YouTube spiral when you had edited yeah. uh, the Billy on the street promo for Bros, and I saw. Oh, she went through an obstacle course. And yeah, it was during. It was during. Yeah, the it was. Um, the it was series. the. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, Shondaland. Uh, yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Shondaland, Shondaland uh, obstacle course. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny, and she is just so like balls to the wall, insane, and uh, and she's also what like three inches tall. Yeah, I mean, just like packs such a punch. She's so quick. She's so game. Everything always lands, which yeah. I think is really hard. And I'm like, yes. I'd be, I would love to know like what her process is. Mm-hmm. To get it so everything so correct. Is it is it something that and honestly, I don't know the answer. Is it something that you think it comes naturally to her or something that she's had to like cultivate and like practice? God, I mean, I want the mystique to be that it just comes naturally to her. You know, I now that I say like, like it is. now that I say I'm like, I'd like to know what her process is. No, no. keep it a secret. Like, I don't <laughs> want to know how the sauce is made. She, like if she's a if she's a witch that just like that's her magic power. Well, just you know, in Salem, she would have been fucked. If she was in Salem, yeah. she would be burned at the stake faster than you can say medium rare, bitch. But like, she, she would have been like, she would have been strapped to that that stake and been like, rah, 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 rah. like she would have just been doing some <laughs> weird face, like and like laughing. she makes the audience laugh, yeah, and then they forget to cut the cord, and then um, <laughs> she somehow runs off scot free yeah, and then yeah. moves to Vermont. Yeah, I love um, her. Wow, <laughs> I love that. We need to we need to write Amy Sedaris a, a Salem witch trial film and. And she's goody goody amy let's just actually let's just redo the crucible but with her playing Sorry. all and the, the and roles every, and we'll do the classic joke where everyone else is played by muppets yes there we go wow we got it that's a that's a good pitch all right i'll call um, Hollywood. wow yeah tr- i mean listen let me know what the fuck they say i'm <laughs> trying to bang down the doors too babe yeah. um because i did not get as much into this as i wanted what what was the first date like with ben and did you know that you were going to get married oh god um the way i met ben um is really interesting uh so we met at a brunch here in la and it was very random uh my best friend in the like from childhood was in town from New York. He at the time worked at the Trevor Project. Um, he was in town f- to meet the LA chapter of the Trevor mm-hmm. Project. So that's why he was in town. His friend Talia, that he had met while living in New York, uh, through another person that worked at Trevor Project, she also happened to be in town that exact same weekend from New York because she works for a record label. So she was seeing like some of her acts in the artist she has signed in shows. She went to rabbinical school. No, not uh, uh, what's the uh, what's the Jewish like yeshiva? No, uh, not like halal or um, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, 
Jewish day school. Jewish day school. Yes. Jewish day school with Ben. And so, yeah, Wes invites Talia to brunch and she's like, can I bring my friend Ben? Sure. Ben and I are seated at the exact end of the table together. And I see him immediately. And I was like, oh my God, that is the most gorgeous man I've ever seen in my life. And I remember his hair, his hair was a little bit longer then. And he just had these curls. And I remember thinking like, oh, I want to run my fingers through that, that hair. Mm. Like, um, and so then, you know, it's Sunday brunch and we're talking and it's very casual and like, whatever. And then he's like, oh, I have to go put money in the meter. And I was like, what do you mean? It's Sunday. He's like, yeah, you still have to pay. I was like, no, you don't. Um, I'm like, let me go check my meter and see if I was wrong and not putting money in. I go out. Sure enough, I'm right. I come back. I'm like, no, you don't have to pay. He doesn't believe me. So he goes out and checks on his car and he comes back and he's like, yeah, you were right. (gasps) That was our first fight. Um, And then we, uh, (laughs) what a great meet cute where you're proved right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, And then we spent the rest of the day together. We went to Merrick's and we all shared pictures of margaritas. Um, Did you kiss after the margaritas? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) a little more so, but yeah. (laughs) And the rest is history. We've been together like pretty much ever since 10 years now, married five. We've got a house, two cats. What a bunch of lesbians. I love that story so much. <laughs> well, we didn't move in together right away, but like I was I was definitely like, yeah, this is this guy's the one. Almost immediately. Um <laughs> I could cry. Yeah. Could cry. He mean, was listen. like he I forgot my sunglasses at his apartment and I like came back to get them. This was like the next day. And he's like, All right, see you later, bud. And like left. Yeah. I, like gave me the gave me the sunglasses and just kind of was like whatever but i like i didn't let up i was like hey what are you doing this weekend hey what do you you know like yeah i just and it stuck listen when you want something you go for it and just like you went for ben you've gone for your dreams and they're coming true mike patterson thank you for coming on that's a guest podcast i have to ask you the final question i did not prep you on which is what is the best Whoopi goldberg film oh shit um god uh i want to say ghost Ghost Congratulations! A beautiful answer. <laughs> okay, <go ahead. laughs> um, wow, I just—it's you know—it's it's it's not every day that I have a friend of mine. I usually become friends with people from the podcast, and then we hang out. But I've been friends with you for a while, yeah. and now you're on, and this was such a treat for me, Mike. Thank you for coming on. Where can people follow you? Um, you can follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at uh, Michael Ryan P. You can check out things I've edited on MikePattersonEdits.com. Uh, please watch snatched on hulu starring tatiana maslani uh misha ostrovic who's this brilliant trans actor and uh brendan hines um it's on hulu right now bite-sized halloween please watch it it's queer horror Uh, i can vouch i have watched it it is so fucking funny and kooky and perfect for this time of year watch it a little spooky and spooky for sure oh my god it is everything i want uh, truly and i I was saying mike i've i've seen a lot of short films and this is by far one of my favorites i've ever seen thank you it is so (laughs) good yeah go to go to mike social to you can uh see all the information there but also i'll link it in the show notes and um mike i'll see you out in on the town thank you for having me oh go see bros too please somebody's got to (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. With love, with love. I say that with love. Of course. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode with my dear friend Mike Patterson. If you have not yet left a five-star review, could you do that? It really, really helps people find this podcast. I love you, and I'll see you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.